Welcome to the Herd and 10 podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fertinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and 10 podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fertinsky. I'm joined by my co-host, former defensive tackle, Corbin Bryant. Corbin, the Bills are coming off a massive win over the Saints. You and I talked about it just last week. This was a must win. If the Bills lost that game, that was pretty much the end of the season. Now they did win and they won handedly. However, the New England Patriots also won handedly against one of the Bills' toughest matchups over the course of this season against the Tennessee Titans. The Bills won big against the Saints. There are a lot of good things to take from this game, so we'll start with that, and then we'll dive into some of the concerns coming out of the game. Of course, injuries. Great things that came out of the game, right? Dawson Knox, fantastic. You know, we got him going in the red zone. We got him going all over the field. Seeing him back has been a godsend for us. Josh Allen, you know, even though he threw a couple of picks, one of them wasn't his fault. One of them was, you know, our right side of the line world with, you know, Cody Ford, um, Cameron Jordan got through and he hit his arm and, you know, he throws a pick. But I, I still think Josh Allen played really well, got the ball out to a lot of our different receivers. And, and, and then you look at our defense, right? Our defense is, has been pretty much dominant all year. We're still, you know, tinkering between one and two in total defense. So that's positive. Our defensive line played very stout. I mean, but what 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 does the Saints game really tell you? You know, you got Trevor Simeon playing playing quarterback, you know, and, and they're they're forced to run a fake punt on the 50-yard line to try to generate some type of an offense. So coming out of the Saints game, I'm like, man, okay, we 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 beat the Saints, great. But you know, there are still a lot of things that we need to continue to 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 see as a team to see if we can move forward in the right direction to where we're trying to go which is the Super Bowl now I still don't know why Matt Breida was out of the game for most of the second half the first half I thought he was very dynamic I mean, he's a guy he's a he's a he's a zone runner one step guy you can toss it to him and he can go all the way everybody saw the screenplay we threw to him one guy touched him he's explosive enough enough to break through tackles so I think we need to continue to see more of him. And one thing, the last thing that I loved about the game is that Brian Dable, he put in some plays for Matt Breida. Matt Breida is not a one-step power back. He put in some tosses. He put in some outside zone, even though some of, I saw a couple of the tosses, they got blown up because of the blocking. But those are the things you need for Matt Breida to be successful. So again, the Saints game, you know, a great win by the team. You know, it's, it's on the road. It's in the Superdome. It's a very loud stadium. It's a tough environment. But we have a bigger game here on the horizon, and it's going to probably be the, tougher ch- the toughest challenge that we've faced all season. One positive coming into this upcoming game against the New England Patriots is the Bills are at home. It's a Monday night game. It's probably going to be cold and the Bills fans are going to be there and they're going to be proud and loud and it's going to be a hell of a game. It's interesting. Yes, the Saints game does not really tell us a lot about 
our Buffalo Bills. It tells us that we can bounce back. It also tells us that Josh Allen can bounce back because when we look at Josh Allen's game, he's had some inconsistencies. And in the first half, he struggled mightily. It wasn't just the interceptions. To me, it's also just simply watching the game. His comfort level in the pocket is also a concern. But when we look at the second half, he had a huge bounce back. I have been waiting for that to come. And he finally did it. I still have my concerns about Josh this season. But what he did in that second half showed that he has some resilience. There is some of him from last season that still exists this season. Because we haven't seen a lot of it. But in the second half, I saw flashes of the Josh Allen that we saw last season in primetime moments. So there's no question he's there. It's just, can he come out and play a full game like that? Because really, that's what the Buffalo Bills are going to need to do against the New England Patriots. I want to talk about, of course, the massive blow to the Buffalo Bills secondary. They lose Tredavious White, who is effectively one of the, if not their best player on the entire team. I think he's a crucial piece to the defense. I think he's crucial to our team winning. And without him, there is a huge loss. Now, you and I talked about it before we jumped on here. And there is one silver lining, and that is that the Bills run a lot of zone. So it's not like Dane Jackson and or Levi Wallace are going to be thrown onto an island to make up for Trey White. However, there is an opportunity here for both of those guys to really step up. And we do have great safeties, probably the best safety tandem in the NFL. So that's going to make a huge difference and show whether this Bills team is pretty much the most resilient team in the NFL. Because when you lose a guy like Tredavious White, your defense kind of changes. Your outlook on defense changes. The way teams play you is also different. So Corbin, let's talk about that because what do the Bills need to do now to make up for losing Trey White? Of course, they're going to need some guys to step up, but do you think there's going to be some significant changes? Does it also impact the way the defensive line rushes teams? Well, first off, I want to just wish Tredavious White a speedy recovery. Heard nothing about, but fantastic things about him. Fantastic guy, just great for his community. So we want to just wish Tredavious a speedy recovery. But as far as um, tactical things go, as far as defense, the Bills are going to need to start rolling some coverage over to Dane Jackson. Now, he's a draft pick, seventh round, but he's a guy that the Bills believed in. You don't draft a guy if you don't believe in him. If they didn't want Dane Jackson, they probably could have got him in, in free agency, but they drafted him for a reason. They think he has talent. But what the Bills are going to have to, do, have to do, especially to Mac Jones, a young quarterback, they're just going to have to mix up the coverage. They're going to have to do a lot of moving around in the back end to make sure that, that Mac Jones doesn't is not sure about where he goes. Mac Jones has been playing great, 70% completion percentage. But he's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. And Leslie Frazier is a great defensive coordinator that knows how to scheme, how to scheme up things. And we have, like you said, Great veterans in the back end, Hoyer and Hyde, 
that know how to move around, confuse quarter, confuse young quarterbacks so they can throw it right to throw it right to you. Remember a couple of weeks ago in Kansas City, right? Micah Hyde got the pick. Everyone that was watching the game thought the Bills were in man-to-man. Nope. That was a two-man zone. And he and we confused Patrick Mahomes, one of the one of the best in the game. So we're gonna have to mix it up. We're gonna have to show some man. We're gonna have to, I believe, play majority zone and roll some coverage over to help Day. But from coming from a guy that was, you know, overlooked, I want Dane to have a good game. I want him to go out there and put his hands on somebody. Go out there and knock somebody down. Play hard on the on the bubble screens. They're, they're gonna come after him. It is set in stone right now. Bill Belichick is saying we are going after Dane Jackson. But again, like I say all the time, when guys go down, it is a team game. And everybody, the other 10 guys on the field are going to have to rally around him and help him the best that they can. But here, Dane Jackson, the ball is in your court, man. Go out there and play. Yeah, it's definitely going to be that kind of game. We know how Bill Belichick prepares. He goes after rookies. He goes after inferior players. We don't know what Dane Jackson is at this point. We've seen a little bit of him last season. And in the time we saw him play, he looked really good. He is definitely a gamer. He's the kind of guy that in the big moments, he tends to show up. I think for him, the biggest thing is he needs a quick start to the game. You mentioned it. He needs to come out, get his hands a little dirty, rough some guys up, make a big play early on. Doesn't have to be an interception. It could just be a big tackle, a big stop on a third down, something like that to give him some confidence because I think that's going to be potentially the difference in this game. The next thing is, of course, the other side of the field. What do the Buffalo Bills need to do? Because we have talked about it weeks and weeks on end. There is not an identity yet to this team, particularly with the offense. We saw Matt Breida look really good in the first half, but like you said, he disappeared in the second half. I don't know if that was a coaching decision. We were up by a lot. They decided not to. They really still like Singletary. It's hard to really understand why. He did look really good in that first half, and I'm not exactly sure where they're going to go in this game. You have to figure that Breed is going to get some looks early on. And if he shows that he can carry this team and carry this offense, I think they're going to roll with him as the hot hand in a game like this, where it's going to be cold. The bright lights are going to be shining. I do think they're going to want to help Josh more than they would have in a game against the saints. When we're playing the Patriots, at home. So I'm hopeful that we're going to see a lot more Brita outside of that. Do you have any other suggestions or things that we need to do? Because this Patriots defense is also a really, really good defense. They're a tough defense. They're going to come prepared. Do we need to get Allen out running? Because that's something he hasn't done a lot of, and maybe it would catch them off guard. Do we need to be doing that? Or do we just go with the status quo plan because we don't want to overthink this? We don't want to try to trick the other team and then end up tricking ourselves. First off, Jake, I hope that we have Spencer Brown back for this game because that would help us immensely. Because the thing that we need to do the most, and I say this week after week after week, we have to run the football. 
in order to be able to move the ball down the field and bring the safeties in so we can make some deep shots, we are going to have to run the football. And what, like I said before, what Brian Dable did against the Saints in, in, in incorporating some tosses and some, and some hard zones so, so Breida can use his skill set to their advantage, we need to continue to do that. And we can't give up on it. Now, I also do believe in running Josh Allen and running him on some sweeps, running him on some draws. We have to do whatever we can to run the ball because from my experience playing against and watching Bill Belichick defenses, they are not going to let you beat them deep. They're going to do their best to take away Stephon Diggs. He's our best player. They're going to come into the box and try not to let Josh Allen run one, and they're going to bring pressure. They're going to look at the Miami film. They're going to look at the other films like Jacksonville as well. And they're going to come after them and they're going to say, hey, you're going to have to beat us by yourself. Like you got receivers running down the field. We're going to, we're going to blitz off the edge. We're going to blitz up the middle. And we're going to try to take over the game. But the way that you stop that is it's a simple formula. And, and, and sometimes it just feels it's just, it's just hard for some teams to get but we have to find some semblance of a run game because we cannot be in third and eight. We cannot be, you know, and to go to back to, we can't be in, in second and eight. We gotta, we gotta get three, three or four yards per play, whether it's even throwing a, a small dump off to, to Beasley across the middle, you know, just trying to be able to get some yards so we can move it down the field. We're going to have to put together some long drives because, you know, granted mistakes happen, but Bill Belichick's defense are like, they are not giving up the big play. They're just not. That's just like Bill Belichick is so smart, and I have so much respect for him as a coach because he has guys wired in about what they're going to do. So I sense a lot of eight, nine play drives, and we're going to have to score in the red zone as well. And and what, a, what an opportunity. We scored well in the red zone against the Saints. What an opportunity to do it against the number four defense in the league. What an opportunity. So I hope that we can establish the run game and that way that'll keep the blitzers off of Josh so we can do other things because third and three and third and four are a lot better than third and eight and third and 10. Trust me. For sure. And I have said this for quite some time. The Bills cannot, cannot have a slow start because we've seen this a lot where the Bills take a while to get going. Sometimes they only start to play well in the second half. Against a team like the Patriots, who's playing that well, is not going to let you hang around. We've had some games where we've hung around in the first half and we were able to pull away in the second half. That is not going to happen against a Bill Belichick Patriots team. You have to play every second of every quarter and it's got to be quality football. And I said this at the beginning, we need to see Josh have a complete game. I can't just have him have a great second half or have a great first half. It's got to be that complete game. Josh has had a lot of questionable decision-making plays throughout the season so far where he's under pressure and he'll try to force a ball to digs. What I would love to see him do is something he actually did early on in his career, which was throw the ball away. It's funny because so much of what we remember of Josh in his first two seasons were interceptions, you know, bonehead plays, throwing the ball up. 
but there were also a lot of great plays where he knew when to throw the ball away. And it just doesn't seem like he's known that this season. He seems to really want to force the ball down the field. And you said it. The Patriots are not going to let you do that. It's okay to dink the ball as long as you dunk when you get to the end zone. And I think Dawson Knox could be that dunk guy all game long. We saw him do it against the Saints. There's no reason he can't do it again. We have seen that if you get a guy like Dawson Knox in space, he can make moves. He's not a slow tight end. He's not a stiff player. He's got the moves. If you can get the ball in his hands, let him make some plays. And it's the same thing for Stefan Diggs. I said this last week, Josh said it in a conference. He wants to just get the ball out to his playmakers and let them make plays. And that's been something that he has not been doing consistently. Corbin, I want you to talk to that and how Josh can do that. How do we get the ball out of Josh's hands quicker so we can get our playmakers making plays down the field. One thing that we do well, that we can do is get him on some boots, like getting like getting get Josh on the move. Like he has been very statuesque, if that's a word, in the pocket, just just standing there. You know, he doesn't, you know, he catches the ball five yards of the shotgun. And he just kind of stands there and the line converges on him. And then that's and then he's rolling out, running around. Let's get him on the move. Let's get him on. Let's get Beasley on some drags, get get Dawson Knox on some drag routes across the middle. Let's 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 do some let's do some of that. Let's also like here's the thing. Josh Allen has a little bit of Brett Favre in him. If you if you if you remember Brett Favre, Brett Favre was a gunslinger. He is he's throwing the ball and around to everybody. And he is, you know, throwing interceptions here and there. But the thing that Brett Favre did more, he threw more touchdowns than he did picks. You know, he, he always had a throw where he would like, okay, if we're questioning, man, why did Brett Favre throw that? But he also had probably four or five more throws that were, that were touchdowns. So Josh has a little bit of that in him. Josh thinks that he has to save the team. And the one thing that McDermott and Dave will have to tell him, like, Josh, you are one man on an 11-man unit. Trust your players. You have some great receivers. You have you have Sanders. You have Gabriel Davis, who has been playing much, much better lately. He, he has been playing really well. You have Breida. I mean, look at what he did. Look at how, how explosive he was on, the, on that screen. You have people around you that can help you. Now, I understand that our offensive line is not the best. That's why I'm hoping that we get Spencer back and we can kind of kind of mold this thing and, and, and come together again. I, I don't know the status of John Feliciano because I, I I hear people complaining about him on, on Twitter, but I think we need him back as well. Um, so the key is oh, the offensive line firming, firming up and Josh Allen trusting his line, which is hard to do, but once they start firming up and blocking better, he can trust his line and he can get the ball to guys a lot quicker on some quick slants and then as soon as we get those plays going, you know, we can, why not take a, a deep shot to Diggs, our, our best or second best player on offense. So Josh has to know, again, that he just, he can't be Superman out there. He has to just take it as it comes, 
because I don't know how this is, but every time I watch the Patriots defense, every time a receiver is thrown to, there are two or three guys over there. It's like they're playing with 20 guys on the field, it seems, sometimes. So he's going to, in this game, he's going to have to just make the right decision, move forward, and, and don't rush plays. Let, let the plays come to him and use your athleticism to your advantage. A lot of people are like, oh, Josh is going to get hurt if he keeps running. Do what you do best, Josh. Run the ball when you get an opportunity. And I, I would say slide sometimes. You know, Josh is a big guy. He likes to run over guys. You know, slide down, you know, so we can so we can preserve your body. But Josh has to do what he does best, but he has to know that there are 10 other guys on the offense that are there to, to help him. For sure. We we need to see Josh play loose, play comfortable. If he goes for a run, it's okay. He shouldn't hesitate to run. He should just hesitate not to take an extra hit, slide, go out of bounds, do the things you can do so you don't need to take that extra damage on your body. But absolutely, I would love to see Josh moving. Let's move the pocket. If Josh is not comfortable right now in the pocket, let's move the pocket, let him settle down, and then you can go back to shotgun plays, to under center plays where he's in the pocket. I don't think we always have to do the same thing. What I take from what you're saying is we need to mix things up. I don't think we're doing enough of that. I think we've really settled into this idea that we're a passing team and we throw the ball far down the field and that's what we do. Well, that doesn't have to be what we do every week. Some games you're going to need that type of play and other games the game script is going to be very different it also depends if you're down early on or up of course against the indianapolis colts it was a very different story because we went down early but if we're in a close matchup with the patriots there is no reason that we shouldn't see a very versatile offense that we should see both outside runs for a guy like brita we should see inside runs i wouldn't mind us letting Reggie Gilliam take a couple carries up the middle on a third and one type of play, just things to change it up. So we're not doing the same thing over and over again. Another thing I would love to see Josh go back to is relying on his good old pal, Cole Beasley, because Beasley did some serious damage last season in third downs, and he's been progressively improving this season, but we're still not seeing that consistency and I feel like he's open more often than not. And I just don't know if Josh is seeing those opportunities or taking them. We often see Josh taking his time, trying to throw the ball 20, 25, 30 yards down the field when there's a perfectly good option four or five yards down the field. And that's what you were talking about because we don't need fancy plays. We don't need him to be a superhero. We need him to make the easy plays easy that's what we need we need him making those simple plays make those simple plays look easy send Knox on a drag send Beasley on a drag and then when you get the Patriots shifting into that short yardage then you go over top to Sanders or Diggs I don't want to see the Buffalo Bills offense forcing things yeah and, and you know what else is going to be very important in this game and Jake you make some incredible points but my goodness Field position is going to be so important. Like if we can, you know, catch the ball and get the ball on, 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 on the 20, that's good. We cannot start in a zone 
10 into the goal line where you have like a min, I mean, it's like five to 10% chance to, to score a touchdown. Like we can't do that. We, we, we need to rely on our special teams. I don't know if McKenzie is going to be, be back out there, but we're going to need a dynamic play in special teams, whether it's on the kickoff, whether it's on a punt, like we have to win the field position battle because I think as a defense, if we can have the Patriots offense starting inside the 20, inside the 10, and like have our punters pinning them in, inside, inside, inside those yard lines as well. I, th- I mean, that's, that's, that's another good recipe for victory along with, you know, getting turnovers, which both teams are, I think the bills are plus plus 10 and the Patriots are plus 11 in the, in, in the turnovers right now. So both teams are, are turning the ball over and, and not, are not turning the ball over on offense and are getting turnovers on defense. So, but yeah, those are going to be major keys. So let's talk about the returners then, because there's been a bit of a battle here. We had Isaiah McKenzie all season going in the saints game. He gets scratched. He's on the bench and they activate Marquez Stevenson who to me looked pretty good. He didn't do anything crazy. He did drop one return, but he quickly recovered it. He's got blazing speed. I mean, this is unbelievable. He's got that kind of breakout speed where you go, man, if he has a few more inches, that guy is taking it to the house. I want to get your prediction for this week. Are we going to see Isaiah McKenzie or are we going to see Marquez Stevenson? I'll give mine quickly here. I think we're going to see Stevenson again because I liked what he brought. I think McKenzie does bring something offensively that we haven't seen from Stevenson yet, but I feel like this would be a good game to play Stevenson. I think there's a chance for him to make some big breakout plays. And like you said, make a difference in that return game and all of a sudden put us in really good field position. I don't see any changes being made on the special teams. If Sean McDermott made the change for Stevenson for McKenzie, that, that's that's not changing. And obviously the change was made because Isaiah McKenzie dropped the ball in the Colts game. And you can't have those type of plays. So we're going to need Stevenson out there. And I and you asked for a prediction, of course. Like I'm I'm saying Stevenson's gonna be out there. But one thing that Stevenson can't do, and one thing that all returners are coached to do as far as punt return, is catch the ball. Don't let the ball drop and roll and and the ball will be inside the 15, inside the 10-yard line. He has to be aggressive. He has to catch the ball and, and find some lanes and, and let's get some, some great field position in on the on the pats in, inside of their 50-yard inside of their 40-yard line. We have to take advantage of those opportunities as well. On, on the flip side, we have to be able to get our coverage units to go down there and get guys down. Now, guys don't, don't talk about this guy very much, but Matthew Slater on the Pat special teams, he, he may be a Hall of Famer. I mean, you look at the guy, you just you just never know he packs the punch that he does. But coming from a guy that has tried to block him a few times, he 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 is the man child that everybody says he is. So I believe, like even like even when I was playing, we would have to double the guy. So I would say that the Bills special teams are going to try and double him so we can so we can free up some space because the guy is down the field in the blaze and he's knocking guys out. So if we can double team. Matthew Slater and get some lanes and get some 10, 15 yard, 20, or maybe even a touchdown on special teams. I mean, that's just an added bonus to what we can do to win this game. So special teams, it, it, it's, 
I, I'm not going to say it's more important than our defense getting stopped and our offense scoring in the red zone, but it, it's going to be an important piece of this game. And we also have to make, make the field goals when we get those opportunities as well, Jay. For sure. It's a key piece to this game. We know this. The Buffalo Bills need to do it all. If you want to beat the Patriots, you got to do it all. Your offense needs to be rolling. Your defense needs to be shutting them down. And your special teams needs to make a positive impact. And that could be Marquez Stevenson gaining some big yardage on returns. It could be him just not dropping the ball. And that, of course, would be a positive impact. And then it's also Tyler Bass hitting those field goals. We haven't asked a whole lot of him this season. And for the most part, he's been our ace. He's been incredible. He's had a couple misses. But outside of that, Bass has looked really good. And I'm hoping we're going to see that. Let's talk score predictions because the Bills are currently a three-point favorite. I'm actually surprised. I know the Buffalo Bills are at home. I personally do not think they're the favorite going into this game. I think the Patriots are the stronger team. I think that they're coming in with a lot more momentum. I would say the only advantage the Bills have right now is being at home, and I hope the fans show up and make a real impact here. But for me, I'm predicting a Bills win, but I think it's going to be really, really tight. I'm going to go with 21 to 17, and I think I'm really hopeful in thinking that the Bills are going to win this game. Corbin, where are you at with this one? I, I just like to look at where the Bills have the advantages. Do we have the advantage at the quarterback position? I believe so. Mac Jones is playing well, but Josh Allen, I think, you know, as, as you know, as as turnover prone as, as that he's been, he's still been a, a great quarterback and our and our best player on offense. Running back, no, we do not have the advantage there. Offensive line, of course not. We don't have the advantage there. Receiver, yes. Defensive line, I believe we have the advantage. Linebackers, uh, I, I'll call that a push. And then the DBs, I would will, I will, I will call that a push as well because I believe J.C. Jackson and, and McCourty are just about on par with, with Poyer and, uh, and, and, and Micah Hyde. So when I look at those factors, I, I kind of see a, a, a barn burner coming up because one thing that the Patriots aren't going to do on offense is they're not going to be aggressive. They're not going for it on fourth down. I can almost guarantee you that unless it's fourth and like a millimeter, like they're not going to go for it. They're going to march Matt Jones right off the field and, and kick the field goal. I remember I, I was watching the game yesterday it was, I think they had a, a fourth and two. And as soon as they didn't make it, Matt Jones didn't even look up. He just, he, he knows, he knows that they're, they're not going for it. So I can sense a lot of field goals coming in this game. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be 20, to 17 Bills. I believe that Bills Mafia is, I, I, I believe, I know Bills Mafia is going to show up. I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. And, and every time I think about it, I miss going out there and hearing you guys yelling and screaming. So I, I know those, I know those people are going to be out there. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a great game. I think the Bills are going to get some, some, some big stops late. And we're going to get some, we're going to get a red zone touchdown late as well on our end. We're going to win the game by a field goal. And before we close out here, I just want to say this is a season-defining game. I didn't think this was going to be that crucial game. Coming into this season, I barely even considered this game 
as a potential loss. I thought the Bills had this locked in. Of course, coming in now, we're pretty much neck and neck, right? We're seven and four. They're eight and four. We might as well be even right now. And it's going to be an interesting game. And I think if the Bills can win this game, even without Tredavious White for the rest of the season, they can make the playoffs and actually make an impact and maybe go on a run to the Super Bowl. If they lose this game, I honestly believe that's the end of this season, and I do not think we will make the playoffs. I'm going to say it now. I could be wrong, but I think the Bills are going to win this game. I really do. I think it's going to be close, but I think the Bills have something to prove. They want people to stop talking about the Patriots, stop saying that the Patriots are the first place team and are the best team. I think this is the chance that the Bills can make their mark and say, hey, hey, hold on a minute. We have not lost hope yet. Sure, we've lost a great player, but we have a great team and we have a great coaching staff and we're not going to back down to a Patriots team who, like you said, there are some pushes there when we look at the roster but Josh Allen is the better quarterback Josh Allen should win this game if he is the better quarterback and I do believe he is so I'm gonna end it here by saying this is a huge win for the Bills I hope they're gonna get it Corbin end our episode here the last thing that our listeners need to know and I tweeted yesterday that this game is going to be a a brawl on Monday night the most physical team that shows up out there will win the game. Whoever wins the line of scrimmage, O-line, D-line, is going to win the game. And I'm saying in the run game and in pass pro. So for the for everyone in Bills Mafia and all over the world that's watching Monday Night Football, I implore you, watch the line of scrimmage. Whoever's winning that line is going to win the game.